Joseph. This is Coffee and Conversation, and today's subject is what are boundaries? A lot of us have difficulty setting boundaries. We hate to say no. We have a problem with people not being happy with us or not being pleased. Um, this is part of the reason why we tend to be taken advantage of. And a lack of boundaries also creates issues in relationships. It can create issues at work. And what often happens is that we get into a position where we feel depleted and we are completely run down. We feel all strung out and like we just have no energy for anything because we say yes too often or because we're taking on too many tasks. And as I said, this could be in relationship, it could be at work, um, it runs rampant in friendships. Most people know at least one person who does not know how to say no, mm -hmm. who's always like, they're always Johnny on the spot, they're right there. And it's awesome to have a friend like that, except that they say yes no matter what, which often leads to them having like time crunches and getting sick and being tired. And there's also resentment that's built when we don't say no because then we resent the other person or people for taking advantage of us we feel taken advantage of so we need to look at our boundaries and know that we are the ones who set our boundaries and yes there will always be people who try to push right past them or totally ignore them that's on them that's not on on us we can only do what we can do so i took a couple of notes about different things that I wanted to make sure I um, hit upon tonight. The first thing is that, and I'm sure you've all heard this, we teach people how to treat us. Let that sink in. We teach people how to treat us. So when someone treats us poorly, it's because we have gone through and allowed that we will not stand up for ourselves we don't have solid boundaries we don't let them know when it bothers us the first time and after there's been a repeated behavior if we have not said something about it and brought it to their attention they are not going to miraculously realize that we care or it's bothering us obviously that person is not that aware or doesn't care that much whatever the reason is, it's our responsibility. If something bothers us, it is our responsibility to bring it up to whoever it is that is creating the issue or whoever it is we have an issue with or whatever words or whatever situations, whatever it is, it's up to us to set those boundaries, whether that means taking ourselves out of the situation or it means putting our foot down and not allowing the situation. It, it all depends on the type of situation we're in, how much leeway we're gonna have. One of the first things I tell people when they go for a job, when you're at the interview, you present yourself as an individual who is skilled, worthy, and you let them know what you can do for the company. However, when it comes time to ask questions, you also need to know what the company culture is. I went on a job interview a while back and the company wanted us to do the job of basically three people. 
And I'm like, well, you understand that these are three very separate skill sets. And they're like, well, yeah, we've been looking for somebody for two years and you're the first person we found with all the different skill sets. Like, that's great. Let's talk about it. I'm thinking 75. Because if you got three kids right out of school, you'd be paying at least 25 to each of them, probably closer to, to 30. Oh, no, no, no. We were going to pay somebody uh, 35. I, they're doing three jobs. I said, okay, so if you're going to not give someone the pay for doing three times the work, what are you giving? What are you offering? Why would I want to work here? I said, do you have flexible hours? It's a computer job. Can I work from home? Do you close when it's really bad outside? Stuff like that. And they were like, oh, no. You know, they want to look over your shoulder the whole time. You have to be there. Otherwise, your work doesn't count. Like, I'm like, no, 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 no. They said that they would contact me if they, they changed their mind about what they're willing to offer. Three years later, they're still looking for someone to fill that position. That's actually three positions. So you'll get into companies or situations, even with friends, with volunteer work, you need to know what your boundaries are. You need to know what are you willing to do? How far are you willing to go? How much are you willing to give? Especially when you're in a volunteer situation or um, a situation where you're helping somebody out, we tend to feel like we could not possibly do enough. And we tend to keep going and going and going trying to make things better but the thing is when you're in an institution like that whether it be a church or a nonprofit or anything like that there's only so much time and effort you could put in and if you are not fulfilled if you're not vibrant if you're not working at 100 percent no matter how much you put in it's not going to feel like enough and it's not going to make much of a difference because you're running on empty you have to make sure that you are taken care of first like they say put your mask on first for the oxygen in the airplane and then you assist other people because if you're about to pass out you're not of any help to anyone else and if your glass is not full you're not too much help to anyone else then you you end up just dragging yourself so that's one of the main things um and so far as like teaching people how to treat us there's three different ways. There's three different steps to that, rather. It's what you allow. Do you allow people to yell in your face? Do you allow someone to berate you in public? Do you allow someone to step on your toes, so to speak, without saying anything? The second part of that is what you stop. And again, balls in your court. If I say something that you find offensive or that I'm doing something that you don't like, that you feel is uh, disrespectful, and you never tell me, then that's not my responsibility to figure it out. It's your responsibility to bring it to my attention or to bring it to someone's attention to get it to me somehow. Like you have to let the other person know. And when it happens, you need to stop it in its tracks. Don't let a lot of time go past. It's best to do things at that moment. But if you're in a situation where you can't, like your, your boss is like freaking out or whatever, you wait for them to calm down and you take care of it at the soonest possible juncture so that it's taken care of, it's known, and you've put your foot down. That line is in the sand now. You let them know. When you do things like that too, you need to really decide how far are you willing to go? 
are you willing to walk out? Are you willing to lose a relationship? Are you willing to, and these types of things are, you're salvaging yourself, your own soul, your spirit, your health a lot of times when you do these things. So the first is that it's what you allow and then it's what you stop and then it's what you reinforce. So if someone's yelling in your face and you're like, don't do that, and they continue to yell in your face, how are you going to reinforce that no? How are you going to reinforce that stop? Walk away. Take a step back. Close your eyes. There's a lot of different ways that you can disengage from that, re that interaction to let them know that this is not no. Um, another way that I've seen is, especially when you're dealing with somebody who, who's yelling and gets out of control, is to simply take a step back, like physically take a step back and to say, I can't hear a word you're saying when you're talking in that, in that tone. I don't understand a word you're saying. You need to really just calm down. And it does take a lot of um, confidence to be able to do that. So sometimes it's easiest to be like, when you're calm, then we'll talk and walk out, remove yourself from the situation, especially if it's someone who really gets ramped up. You want to get out of the situation because you don't want them to, to become overwrought or you don't want it to come to blows. You don't want anything physical to happen. So you want to take yourself out of the situation. You need boundaries on all levels. You need to know your emotional boundaries, your mental boundaries, your physical and your spiritual. So when we talk about emotional boundaries, what triggers you? What makes you feel, not the same thing doesn't trigger everybody. Like somebody loves zombie movies. They can take zombie movies all day, all night, doesn't bother them, doesn't give them nightmares, nothing. Next person, they can't handle it. It's something that is gonna give them nightmares. They have some kind of PTSD from a past life when they were eaten by cannibals or something. Something is going on. But you don't know. And if they're trying to form any kind of a relationship or be in the same space with one another, they have to let each other know. What are your triggers? And you may not know what your triggers are until you get triggered. But it's being aware enough and coming to know your physical being enough that you choose to let them know this is a trigger for me. Or you, when you realize that and you're with a group of people, a group of friends, and they're going to go see a horror movie and you can't stomach a horror movie, you cannot stomach the gore, it's up to you to choose to say, you know, can we do a comedy tonight? I really, I'm not in the mood for that. Or um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bow out because I just... I'm not in the mood for that kind of a movie tonight. Do you want to meet later? There's always different ways to have your boundaries set and to honor them. Because when you honor your boundaries, you are honoring yourself. Physical boundaries, obviously, are you do not hit me. You know, it could also be stop screaming at me. A physical boundary can also be that you know, your neighbor keeps parking in your driveway and it's driving you nuts because you come home from work, you don't have any place to park. 
saying something to the neighbor, making sure it's understood, maybe posting a sign and then having his car towed if he keeps, you know, if he's going to be a bully and going to do that. Or maybe getting their phone number and being like, hey, I'm on my way home. You need to get out of my driveway. You know, so they use it when you're not there, but they don't use it when you are there. That's a good compromise and you're still holding your boundary. So things like that. Then you talk about a mental boundary. So maybe it's, you know, just too much. There is mental abuse. And when we look at these things, and if you're talking about like in a work situation, it's about them throwing too much on you. Well, you're capable. You'll do it. We know you can do it. I can do it. It doesn't mean I need to do it or I want to do it. So knowing what your mental boundaries are, because if you, especially if you have a family or you're in a relationship and then at work, they keep piling things and piling things on you, or the same thing can happen at home. If, if you are responsible for everything, you're responsible for the finances, you're responsible to make sure everything's clean, you're responsible for the car, for the maintenance of everything, mentally that can become too taxing. And then you have nothing left for anything else in your life. You have nothing left for you. You have nothing left for these other components of your life, family, friends, recreation, work, all these different parts of your life, you choose how much of yourself you're giving to each of these. And then the most important and the one that we all remember the most and think about the most is, is the emotional, emotional boundaries. Where do you let things lie? You know, you have a relative who like hugs you a little too tightly, holds you a little too long, maybe kisses your neck ooh, when you're giving him a hug goodbye and it's your, your cousin's husband or something like that. Eek. What do you do about that? You know, that's something where there's a big potential for there to be an issue here, either with your cousin or being accused of something you tend to be able to create that boundary by stepping back, being like, no. And if you can't do that, not create an issue at that moment, stepping back and not going near them again. They don't get the, the, uh, the obligatory hug. You just stay far enough away that, that you're, without, you're not in arm's reach. And you, you hold that physical space in order to hold that emotional boundary. And again, when we talk about emotional boundaries and spiritual boundaries, a lot of that has to do with our triggers. So how do we know when something's triggering us? We know when something's triggering us and when boundaries are being crossed or are threatened to be crossed, we start feeling anxious. It can cause depression. We might be angry, but more than angry, oftentimes we are frustrated. So feeling frustrated, allows us to look at whatever is going on and see there's something wrong in that picture. Why are you frustrated? What are you frustrated about? Is it something you could do something about? Is it something you just have to put up with? So one of the things that uh, when we talk about responses to fear or being threatened, we usually say fight or flight. There's more than two. There's actually four responses. It is fight, flight, freeze, 
you know, did you ever see somebody that when they get scared, they do nothing? They just, my mom's like that. She's an amazing woman. I mean, she does all kinds of stuff. And then in certain situations, she will just absolutely freeze like, like a bird, just freeze. But the most important, the one that we see most often is called fawn. Another word for that is appease. So what we do is we appease, we do whatever is necessary to bring us out of that situation. And oftentimes when we're children and we have demanding parents or parents who have emotional issues, like anger issues, we learn how to appease all the time. And it gives you a sense like no matter how much you do, it's not good enough. And it sets you up so that you're constantly looking for the other shoe to drop. You are constantly like monitoring everything around you to see if anything's out of place because everything's got to be absolutely perfect and you have to be absolutely 100%, 110% of the time. And even at that, oftentimes this parent or this significant other, it's not enough. It's never enough. So they are stepping over your boundaries because you don't have any, because you were programmed not to have any. They were chipped away or were never established from when you were young. So that then you become, as you get older, then you have issues with setting boundaries because you feel guilty. You feel anxious. You're afraid of abandonment. All these things can happen when you set boundaries. It can. And it can happen because when you're setting boundaries, the other person, if their intent was a negative intent, they're not going to be able to bully you and push you around if you have good boundaries because you're stopping that. So when you allow it, when you make excuses for somebody, another way to, to figure out if you're, especially if you're in a relationship, whether it be a friendship or a familial relationship or a romantic relationship, if there's somebody you're constantly making excuses for, you're always making excuses for them. There's a problem with that relationship. That there's not proper boundaries there. I get criticized all the time because I do not have boundaries with my cat. She gets away with all kinds of stuff. And I get told, you, you have no boundaries with her. And that's true. I don't. I admit it. I own up to it. <laughs> but this can happen in any kind of relationship. I had a, a romantic relationship where I was with somebody and he just was never around. Like I, we would do things, my child and I would go do things and he was just never around. And I constantly was making excuses for him. Oh, well, he's at work or he's tired from work or I, you know, he needed to spend some time with his friends or whatever the excuse was. But I constantly felt like I had a cover for him. And when you feel like that, like you're covering for somebody or you're trying to make other people not judge them, there's an issue. That's something that needs to be looked at. Okay. Um, so reinforcing means that you don't just stop them once. You stop it every time it happens. Because even if you only stop it intermittently, it'll continue to happen. If you stop it every time, it'll stop. But you have to be consistent. 
anybody who's raised children or been around children knows that that's true. Anybody who trains animals knows that that's true. You need to be consistent. Consistency is key. So when we talk about work, and sometimes this is, I do this with my couples that I counsel also, especially if you have couples who are like, I do everything. And usually in couples like that, they're both saying that they do everything. So I have them make a list. I, I do it in a couple of different ways. This also works with a work environment where um, your boss is kind of on top of you as if you're not doing enough. And you're like, okay, so what, what do you expect of me? What do you think, what do you expect of me? What do you think my duties are? And what do you think I'm actually doing? Show me. And then you write what your duties are supposed to be and then what you're actually doing. And many times when we do this, we'll see when we put what we're actually doing compared to what they think we're doing, completely different. They'll be, it'll be so far away from each other. Like, because when things are too easy, people kind of discount it. You know, oh, well, you got done. You, I could just pile more on you. Oh, well, you can handle it. Well, I, I haven't had to show you this in like weeks. So it must not be getting done because I haven't handed it to you or I haven't seen it come back onto my desk. Well, things don't come back across your desk because they're finished. You know, and you take those two lists and you see where they're different. And then you, you come to an agreement of where they should be somewhere in the middle. And then you prioritize, okay, what is most important? What really needs to be done? Or when you're in a relationship, it's what do you really need? What's your love language? How can I satisfy you? And how can you satisfy me so that we're both satisfied? In order for both people in a relationship to be satisfied, they each need to know each other's language. You may not verbalize what your love language is, but a part of you knows what it is. Are you the kind of person who needs to hear it? Somebody's got to say, I love you all the time. And it really doesn't matter how they act. It's about saying it. They could buy you cars and mansions and take you all over the world, but if they don't say it, it doesn't mean anything. Is it about spending time? Is it about spending quality time? So those are two different things. Some people, if they're sitting in the same room and parallel playing, like both playing, you know, both having a home office and they're right next to each other and they could like chit chat here and there, or just be close enough to, to have a conversation if they want it, that's enough for them. Other people need real communication and real time together, quality time, where they're actually engaging with one another in order for it to count. I can't tell you how many couples I hear, but I was with you all day. And the other one's like, okay, so what did we do together? What did we talk about? Oh, I don't remember because you were on your phone the whole time or you were working the whole time, or you were doing this or doing that. So time is a big thing. And then you have people who want gifts. 
where you can give them as much time as possible. You could tell them you love them all the time, but if you don't give them that diamond ring or you don't give them that particular watch or specifically what they ask for, whatever gifts it is that they really want, then you don't love them. Then that doesn't count. You also have people for whom it's about service, like doing things for one another, like the best thing in the world you could do for someone is to make dinner for them because it's so personal and it's your time that you're giving to them and it's something thought out and considerate that you're doing for them. So it's gifts of service. You know, it's usually our love languages are uh, several of these together, but we have a primary that is an absolute need. And depending on where you are and, and the way you were raised and just the way you feel, it could be any of these things. And they all have equal weight to that person. So if you're the type of person who you need to hear, you need that verbal um, affirmation that it's there, you need to be told. And you're the person you're with, they're about quality time. So they're taking off of work and they're taking you places and they're fulfilling their need for feeling loved and feeling fulfilled, but your needs are not being met, then that makes it very difficult. And that's why you need to know each other's love languages so that you're both fulfilled. What does this have to do with boundaries? What it has to do with boundaries is that setting up a boundary is about really recognizing and respecting ourselves and our own souls. The same goes for the other person. If they have good boundaries, it's about them loving themselves and respecting themselves. And when you have two people who come together who have good boundaries and do love and respect themselves, it's easier for them to love and respect each other because it's practiced and it's practiced every day. And like, Anything you want to do well, you need to practice it, right? And so um, let's see. Okay, so one of the things that we may want to do is called a boundary audit. So what you're doing is become really aware of your physical self. Like if you sit down, you take a deep breath. Like, how am I feeling? What do I feel right now? Is there any tension in my body? Is my body pretty relaxed? Does my head hurt? Do I have any place that's really tight? Try to relax yourself and then think about different situations or different people even. And when you think about them, your body will react or it won't react. So you get one of three reactions. And I teach this when I teach about intuition also. Either you're going to tense up, lighten up, or nothing. So when it doesn't do either, it's like, well, this doesn't really make much of a difference to you. It's, it's ambiguous, it doesn't really matter. If you tense up, your body is saying, be aware there's something here that we don't like or we don't trust. If you lighten up, then that's something that is allowing you to expand and feel better. And that's where you feel trust. When you feel like you're lightening up like that, there's good boundaries. 
that means you you both know where each other stands communication is key with boundaries because you need to understand where your boundaries are and they need to understand where their boundaries are you need you know there's got to be some kind of communication and agreement we don't go there you know um it is a great deal about self-discipline and really getting to know yourself and getting to know who you are and how you're feeling and how you react to things so setting boundaries can be difficult especially if we're not used to doing that but it helps us especially if we are really sensitive like um, some people we're all empathic to a certain extent but some people are more empathic than others where you take on everybody else's emotions having good boundaries allows you to stop doing that and allows you to push that thing to push it out a little further away from you so that it's not overwhelming to you so that you're it's not stealing your energy and you're feeling okay about it so here's a question are you a yes bot <laughs> do you say yes to everything without even thinking about it and then after you're like oh no why did i say yes to that or say yes and not really mean yes or not really want to say yes is it just like a knee-jerk reaction you just always say yes if that's something you do you definitely do not have boundaries that is a sure sign of a lack of boundaries how do you stop doing that especially many of us especially women are trained to automatically serve we're here to help we're here to support we're here to nurture can't do that all the time you have to be part of the equation also so we need to practice saying no the easiest thing to do is to start small like when the waitress comes over and says would you like dessert you say no thank you that's a no that you can do and you you just get bigger and bigger until it's like your boss asks you uh, i need you to stay late and work the weekend but you already have plans you say no i can't do that thank you <laughs> you know you need to let me know ahead of time if this is something that you're going to need and then maybe i'll be able to help you out but you know i, I really can't do that um the other thing is when you do say no especially if you're someone who's always said yes if you suddenly start saying no to people expect some kind of pushback expect people to react to that especially people who have been taking advantage of your kindness you'll find one or two friends who are like yes you finally said no i wish it wasn't to me but that's good you should say no or you have other friends who are like how dare you you did for such and such and then they'll try to guilt you into it but saying yes too much builds resentment resentment builds walls not good boundaries mind you but prickly walls of anger and frustration that then infect the relationship the easiest thing is just not to go there just set the boundaries from the beginning be clear about what your boundaries are and sometimes your boundaries change sometimes they shift like when you first start dating someone your original boundary is like okay don't touch me and no i'm not kissing you and then it's like well maybe you could put your arm around me you could sit closer maybe i'll kiss you and the boundary moves as you 
get deeper into the relationship. The thing is, once you're in a relationship, whether again, it's something with work, it's a friendship or it's a romance, you don't forget yourself. Don't forget who you are. You have to remember that you need to respect yourself. So let me see if there's anything else. Okay, so red flags of, of um, someone pushing your boundaries or you not having boundaries. As I said, anger, frustration, but also guilt is another one, resentment. All these things come from not having good boundaries. And they're all red flags to make you look at that relationship or whatever has just happened that, that built that up. And you also need to be very realistic about what you're looking at. Own your own stuff and also see what's, what's happening around you and what triggered that. Because sometimes we'll think something is triggering us and it's actually something else. So you might be mad at the computer. I am often. But that's not really what's triggering you. What's triggering you is something is going on that, that you can't do anything about and you feel hopeless. Or you might be angry at your boyfriend or a friend of yours and you didn't speak up. So you really need to delve deep to figure out where these feelings are coming from before you, you label them and put them somewhere. So... <clears throat> As you move forward, be aware of times, things, and people that lead you to feel anxious, that lead you to feel resentful, that lead you to feel guilty. This could be a sign of manipulation, that you're being manipulated, but it is definitely a sign of um, a need for a, a more defined boundary. So what are boundaries really boundaries are well you have physical boundaries like a wall or a fence you have boundaries that are mutable <laughs> see there goes my cat <laughs> boundaries that are mutable like um like when you go down the highway there's those lines you could drive right over them you don't need to pay attention to them but that is a boundary it's a sign you have invisible boundaries like between the states there might be a sign there, but there's no actual physical boundary there. It's just an arbitrary agreement that that's where the boundary is. So emotionally, a boundary is you said it when you're like, that bothers me. Don't speak that way to me. Most of civilized society knows you don't scream in each other's face. Some families, that's the way they communicate, and it's no big deal because they're used to that. They're loud. They know there's no emotion behind it but somebody coming in who's just getting out of an abusive relationship to them that's going to be very triggering so they need to set that boundary look excuse me i know this is the way you guys usually talk and i know you don't mean anything by it but it, it really it hurts me right now i can't deal with it and you either remove yourself from the situation or you let them know that you know you just can't deal with that right then so you're setting that boundary. This is the way I expect to be treated. Maybe you fought with everybody else in your life. I, I don't fight, I discuss. So don't yell at me. And again, communication. And trying to figure out where that line is. And sometimes that takes a little bit of work. 
And as I said, sometimes it's, it's mutable. It changes over time. So it could be something that you work on for a very long time before you actually get to the point that it feels comfortable and you're ready to dive into a relationship or to even dive into a workplace. We know uh, boundaries like physical boundaries about like people, well, especially right now, everybody's supposed to be like six feet apart. Um, but even before that, you're in an elevator, the elevator is small, you have to be so many of you in an elevator. Well, do, are you right on top of each other? Generally, no. Generally, here in America, at least, people try to keep space in between each other unless they know each other. Because there's, it's a sign of intimacy when you're, you know, touching each other in those ways. So boundaries are important. And it's important to know where yours are. And if they're not there, it's important to formulate them. Now with work, many of us now are, are working from home. One of the things that businesses have found since we started working from home more is that people are more productive when they work from home. Do you know why? They're more productive because they feel like they're not doing enough. They're afraid that their boss or the company is going to see that they're not doing enough. It's like a guilt thing, which most people have. If you have any kind of a, a work ethic, oftentimes you go through this. Now, that being said, one of the things that we need to do, especially if we're working from home, is we need to set hours for ourselves. I am available for you by phone from nine to five, the same hours I was in the office. This does not mean I'm, I'm here for you 24 seven. Or you can call me between seven and nine. Those are the only hours that I'm gonna answer my phone. You only call me in an emergency. This is what an emergency is. It's not because you have a single question that can wait until the, the end of the day. So things like that, where you're really setting standards for yourself and you're setting yourself up so that you create space for yourself, you create space for outside relationships, whether, I mean, sometimes in a marriage you have to do that where you're together all the time and you need to say, okay, first Saturday of every month, I'm having a girl's day or a guy's day, or I'm spending time with my family without you. You need that space. It's healthy. So, so that's my spiel. <laughs> that is boundaries. Uh, so I hope that this was helpful. If you have any questions or you'd like to contact me directly, you can go to my website, GeraldineStJoseph.com or HolisticUniversity.org. Holistic is spelled with a W. Again, this is Geraldine St. Joseph. Have a great day and remember, boundaries are important. It's the best way to tell yourself you love you. Thanks.